Hey, we're holding now Pei Bay's Amid Bay's. We're holding Asara Takonis Tikna Ezra. The Gemara taught that Ezra, Asafer, instituted 10 Takonis. Now, Tikin Ezra, Shakirim Mincha Bashabis, Vikirim Mishani Bahamishi, that we should read the Taylor by Mincha and Shabbos and read Shani Bahamishi Monday and Thursday. We've done Bishani Bahamishi, and the basin should be open on Sunday and Thursday. Machabsin Bahamishi Bishabis, and one does laundry on Thursday. Wechlin Shum Bear Shabbos, and one should eat garlic Arab Shabbos. Shteisham Mashkemes Vaifa, Ezra instituted that a woman should rise early and bake bread on those days when she wants to bake. Shteisha Hegeris Bissina, and that a woman should wear this like a this uh, belt. And that a woman should first comb her hair and only then go to the mikveh after being, uh, then go to the mikveh. And the peddlers of cosmetics and and perfumes should travel around through all the towns. And Ezra also instituted the requirement of going to mikveh for those who experienced a a, a seminal emission. Now the Gemara analyzes these takonis. The first is that he, the community shall read the Torah on Shabbos afternoon. Why? For the people, um, due to those who sit idly on the street corners. They don't come to Shul the whole week. The Islam didn't come on Shabbos also. So, so for the Yeshvikarinis, they should go and listen to the Kriya Torah. Also the second takon is, and that they should read Torah on Monday and Thursday. So the Gemara says, Ezra Tikkun, Ezra Institute this practice, it was instituted from the beginning, long before that. It says, and they went three days in the wilderness, right? Today's Chumash, and they found no water. And the, the, the interpret, the people who are, Darshan, they say the waters here is referring to none other than Teda. As it says, the hey, everyone who thirsts come for water. The Bryce continues, since they didn't travel for three days without hearing any teda, Nilu, they became weary. So the prophets amongst them arose and made a takana for them that they should read from the Torah each Shabbos, and pause on Sunday, and read on Monday, and pause on Tuesday and Wednesday, and read again on Thursday, and read again on Thursday, in order that they should not wait three days without hearing Torah. So we see that this practice predates Ezra. So the Gemara answers and says, Initially they instituted that one man read three psukim. Originally they instituted that one man read three psukim. Or three, um, or the number three corresponds to the three types of Yidin, Kainim, Levim, and Yisraelim. Also, who, that Tikin, Tlasa, Gavrav, Asar, Psuki, Kinegad, Asar, Batlanim. Ezra later came and instituted the three men always read, and that ten Psukim altogether be read by them, corresponding to the ten Batlanim in a city. The ten men who are paid to spend their time dealing with the Shul and communal matters. The next Takana Ezra says, Vedonim, Bishenim, Bechamishi, the Beisdin. Um, the courts convene and judge every Monday and Thursday. The Gemara explains that the reason for this is the Shechichi. Many people were found in the city in those days. For the reading of the Holy... Um, and they come uh, from their countryside to read the Teda, which is performed on Mondays and Thursdays. 
Now, next thing it says, And the one should be, do laundry on Thursday. Because of COVID Shabbos. Another thing, that she eat garlic Shabbos. This is due to the fact that garlic enhances um, sexual potency, and Friday night is an appropriate time for relations. What does it mean who brings forth his fruits in a season? So he touches up, this is refers to a person who's Meshamish Mitase, engages in sexual intercourse every Arab Shabbos. It says five things regarding garlic. What are those five things? Number one, it satisfies. It warms the body. It causes one's countenance to shine. Omar Bazera increases one's sperm. And kills lice that are in the intestines. And some say that it instills love into those who eat it and removes jealousy from them because it makes a person very calm. And that a woman should arise early and bake bread on those days. So that bread should be available for poor people who go begging for bread in the morning. And that a woman should don a sinner, Mishum Sniusai, do for Tznias. How are you? Ushte Isha Hefefes Veteveles, and that a woman should first comb her hair and only then go to the mikveh. This is to ensure that there's no dirt and no other substance in the hair that would invalidate the tefillah. So the Gemara question is, there I see. This is requirement, there I see, not, not Ezra. You can't have a chatzitza. The Tanya we learned in Abraisa. A person who goes to the mikveh, says, and he shall bathe his flesh in the water, which teaches us that he cannot have a chatzitza between his flesh and the water. What does it mean, es to his flesh? That is seir, and that is one's ear. So, the Torah says itself that there, not, there cannot be any chatzitza in the ear at the time of tefillah. So, what does it mean, Ezra's masak in it? So Ami, they said, Midiraisa, one is required to inspect his or her hair before going to mikvah. As perhaps some hairs are knotted together, preventing the water from coming in. Or perhaps there is some repulsive substance on his hair. So therefore, one must perform inspection because this would constitute a chatzitza. Daf, pei, beiz, amud beiz. takin And as we came and added to the Torah, the minimal obligation, he instituted that the requirement of combing the hair, even when it's known that it's not knotted and contains no repulsive substance. The Gemara discusses the next thing, and that peddlers should circulate through all the towns. Because peddlers supply women's cosmetics. Now, why did Ezra institute this practice? So that women should not become unattractive to their husbands. And he instituted the requirement of going to mikvah for those who experience seminal mission. So the Gemara asks, This is And if the flow of seed go out from a man, then he shall bathe all his flesh in water. So the Gemara answers, Going to mikvah is required only if he wishes to partake of truma or kachim. Ezra came and instituted, Ezra came and further instituted the tefillah as necessary even for reciting or studying matters of Torah. The Mishnah teaches that one may not raise chickens in Yerushalayim. The Gemara cites a brice that contains a list of other halachas that are unique to Yerushalayim. 
Asar Dvarim Nemrubirushalayim, ten manners were stated with regards to Yerushalayim. Ein Habayis Cholot Ba, a home situated in Yerushalayim does not become irredeemable one year after sale. In other words, those who sell in other walled cities have the right to buy back their property for one year after the transaction. If they fail to do so, the house becomes a permanent possession of the buyer. This halacha does not apply in Yerushalayim. Ein Habayis Cholot Ba, Ve'im and elders do not bring Egla Rufa in Yerushalayim. And they don't make Yerushalayim any dachas. And a house in Yerushalayim cannot become richly impure with Negoyim. And one may not build out projections or balconies from the houses that are in it. And one may not establish garbage dumps in Yerushalayim. And one may not build kilns in it. One may not plant gardens or orchards in it. Um, so one may not build uh, and one may not plant gardens and orchards in it except for those rose gardens that were already from the times of the elderly uh, prophets, the Vim Shanim, and Megadum Bahem Tainagalin. You're not allowed to raise chickens in Yerushalayim. And one may not leave a corpse overnight in Yerushalayim. Yeah. Now the Gemara discusses now the ten halachas pertaining to Yerushalayim one by one. A house situated in it does not become irredeemable one year after its sale. Like it says, It says the house that is in the walled city shall be made uh, sure in, uh, to him who, brought, who bought it throughout these generations. The Tanu holds, want to bring some water? Some water, sorry. Sorry. Um, it's a lot of talking today, sorry. Um, and we, we learned that Yerushalayim was not um, apportioned to any single one of the tribes of the Eden. Rather, it's considered common property. Since no one has any ownership in the house of Yerushalayim, it cannot be sold permanently. You cannot bring Egla Rufa. Thank you very much. You do not bring Egla Rufa. If one is found slain in the land that Hashem, Hashem gives you to possess, again, Yerushalayim was not apportioned to any one of the tribes. Therefore, it's not included in the description of the land that your Hashem gives you to possess. And it cannot become a Yerushalayim. The Chesiv Arecha says, Your city is Yerushalayim. Again, and the house of Yerushalayim does not become richly impure of Nigoyim. And I put your plague of leprosy in the house of the land in your possessions. And again, Yerushalayim was not a, a, a portion to any of the tribes in Israel, and therefore not including in the description a house in the land of your possession. One may not build out projections or balconies from houses that are in Yerushalayim. So the Gemara provides two reasons for this issue. Number one, due to the danger of, con- of contracting uh, Tuma by being in the same tent as a corpse. The other reason is that those great crowds of pilgrims do not be injured by colliding with the projections. One may not establish garbage dumps in it because of the Shkotsim uh, that are attracted to such heaps and apart Tuma upon their depths. One may not build kilns in Yerushalayim due to the smoke produced by them. The Chacham sought to prevent the beauty of Yerushalayim and the Pesamidosh. Hmm? Yeah. 
Yerushalayim doesn't, doesn't only mean Yerushalayim, it's Yerushalayim poor gumpkin. Vein Eisen boy, Ganes, Hupadison, one may not plant gardens and orchards, Mishum Sircha, due to the odor emitted by these places, either from weeds or fertilizers. Vein Megadam by Tanagalim, why can you not raise chickens in Yerushalayim, Mishum Kachim, due to the meat that is consumed in Yerushalayim? Now, since chickens peck in the garbage, they are likely to pick up items that are tummy and bring them into contact with kachim, which may be eaten, not be eaten in a tumidic estate. Ve'ain melin in ba'as ha'meis, and one may not leave a corpse overnight in it. Gemara says, Gemara, this is a tradition. Now, ain megadlin chazin b'chol makim. So this, this Gemara we had already, I believe, in Gitin already once, so it's a little bit of a repeat. Tarabana, kishetzara beis chashmanay alzeh, when the members of the house of Hashemunayi monarchy were at war with each other, and Hayo Hurkinis Bifnim Varistoblus Bumachutz. So Hurkinis, they were brothers. Hurkinis, one of the parties of the war, was inside Yerushalayim, and Aristoblus was who, who was outside of Yerushalayim. Every day, the people inside were lowered down money in a box from. The base of English walls to purchase sheep for carbonus. And the other side would take the money and send the sheep them uh, to them over the wall for a carbon tomit. So what happened? There was a certain elder who was familiar with Greek wisdom. He said to them, As long as the Yidin occupy themselves in the Avoida, the base of Migdash, they will not be delivered into your hand. Amachar, what happened? Shushlu dinarim bekufa. The next day, they lowered down money in a box as usual. Vehelulem chazir, and they sent them a pig. Kiven shigil achatzi achayma, not zipanim bechayma, and his dazda erchisol abrameis parsa labrameis parsa. So what happened was when the pig reached the midpoint of the beis hamidrash, it stuck its hooves in the walls, and erchisol shook four hundred ames by four hundred ames. Now, by Yisrael Amru at that time, the Chacham said, Ora ishi gadol chazirim. Cursed be the man who raises pigs, and cursed be the man who teaches his son Greek wisdom, and concerning the time of the siege that we learned in the Mishnah, there's a story of which barley for the Omer offering came from the gardens of Tzrifin, from Yerushalayim, and the two loaves of Shavuos was brought from the valley of Ain Seicher. Barley and wheat could not be brought from any nearer because the siege had destroyed all the produce around Yerushalayim. This concludes the Brysa. Okay, and tomorrow we're going to question with regards to the Brysa. We're going to uh, dissect a little bit, but for now.